to be in, in his presence. Uh, e- eternally finding ourselves enjoying him more and more and more as we read uh, about heaven and, and what that would be like. And then I'm, I'm struck by this invitation by God himself to, to join in his mission, to, uh, to glorify him together as a people here in, in this life. Whether or not you have weeks, months, or years isn't really the, the concern. The concern is far more with how we, how we live today. As a church, as believers, how, how do we live, live to, today in, in this moment, in, in this moment in time, while thinking forward, while thinking about what is to come? Now, what that does for us is it allows us to, to live life in a way where we are present in the now, in, in this moment. But when we look at one another, when we meet new people, when we have new neighbors and, and friends come into our life, we're thinking eternally about them. We're thinking eternally about our life, and we're thinking uh, about what that means for, for one another. And as we've been uh, working through Acts for uh, a few Sundays now, uh, we find ourselves in Acts chapter 15 today. Uh, I think, actually, I may, I may be wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Acts chapter fifteen twenty-two. Uh, see, I'm 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 more mixed up from worship than I thought I was, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. It means you don't know what you're going to get today. <laughs> Neither do I. So, uh, we as we find ourselves in Acts chapter fifteen, uh, we're, we're going to pick up in verses twenty-two. I'm going to read it uh, here in a minute. I'm going to read twenty-two through thirty-five, and then we're going to break it down and, and take it piece by piece as we uh, see what God has for us today. And we're running right into uh, a resolution, at least what we hope is a resolution for the church, in, in dealing with some, some issues, some issues that are coming up. And we, we talked about them last week. Uh, we talked about this, uh, the, the, these things that, uh, that the Gentiles uh, really uh, aren't necessarily trying to practice uh, to harm anybody else necessarily. Or not practice, rather, because our, our Jewish friends, our, our, our Jewish believers, uh, they, they, there's some, some sacraments, some things that they want uh, this, this new church, this new developing church to maintain that are not being maintained because uh, there's, there's just some, some differences there and some, some misunderstanding. And, and it goes both ways. This is a, a two-way street. And what I love about this passage is that we're going to see, uh, see how you had to deal with conflict. Uh, without uh, having a cell phone to send a quick text. Maybe it's a passive-aggressive text. We all love those. Um, or maybe it's that text that you're, you get and just like the letter K with a period. And you don't know if it's somebody who just doesn't know how to text you or if they're actually mad at you. Um, perhaps it's uh, the social media posts that uh, you see and you're like, I think they're talking about me. They must be. They must be talking about that moment, that weird moment that we had a week ago. They're... I think that post was about me. And it really wasn't, but it felt like it. Or, or maybe it's uh, just that, that letter that came out at work, that email. There's all these different ways that uh, we see conflict uh, arise and, and come up, and we get to talk about uh, how, how to deal with that as a church today. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. 
Uh, this means that we have uncomfortable conversations. These are uh, crucial moments for us, though, in developing relationships with one another, being able to talk about and wrestle with the things that make us uncomfortable, the questions that we don't really want to do the legwork to find the answers to. Perhaps it's because we're afraid of what the answer is, or maybe it's because the answer is actually what we know to be true. We just don't want it to be true. We would rather it to fit more with uh, our feelings and what we like. I uh, had the honor of going on a hike with some men yesterday morning. Uh, we started at 5 o'clock in the morning, and the goal was to get to the uh, summit of Mount Sai, uh, locally here, in, before sunrise. And uh, it was awesome. It was a great experience. And uh, as the weeks led up to it, uh, the group started with about 17, 18 men, and it dwindled, dwindled down. Uh, and it ended up being uh, about six of us. And it was a joyous time. And it's funny, when, uh, when I was asked about, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, from some, some, some of my coworkers, I told them, well, I'm going on a hike. And then they'd ask, well, well how? And, and, and what's, the, what's the plan? And so I shared everything. I shared, well, we're going to start in the dark, because that sounds smart. Uh, and we're going to try and get to the top before the sun rises. Isn't it going to be cloudy? Yes, it is, and we're used to that, and so we're not necessarily looking for the sunrise itself, although that would be beautiful. I have done this hike before on clear days, and I've seen the sun come up at the top of Mount Sai, and it's beautiful. Uh, but yesterday morning, it was not. It was not sunny. It was actually very much so cloudy. It rained the entire way up. Uh, we actually got to experience some snow at the top, which is fantastic. Uh, so much snow that we actually couldn't see where the finish of the trail was, so we got the uh, about four miles in, we only had about a quarter mile left at the most before we got to the official top, and we couldn't get there. But you know what? It was an awesome experience. Why? Because it was uncomfortable. It was difficult. That was actually the point in the, the whole journey itself. Let's experience some discomfort. Let's intentionally put ourselves in a situation where there is some, uh, some challenge here. We live in the United States of America, unless you traveled from out of the country, in which case, welcome this morning. That was a long commute for you. Uh, but for everybody else, we, we live here in a country where we've had freedom upon freedom for year after year after year. Uh, we've got the freedom to say and do what we want in many regards, as long as it doesn't uh, break uh, man's laws or, or God's laws, as our Constitution would emphasize. And what that has done is it's created a really comfortable society. It's created a really comfortable way of living. Where you do your thing, this guy's going to do his thing, she's going to do her thing, and as long as these things don't really conflict or nobody's feelings are getting hurt, it's okay. It's all right. And so as a church, over, over years, we've kind of adopted that same mentality. Where we like to say, come one, come all, and we mean that but we're not willing to look one another in the eye and go, hey, that thing that you're doing, that's not what God's best is for you. Let's work through that. Let's walk through that together. Because guess what? I'm a sinner. I may have sinned on my drive here this morning. We're all sinners. We're all dealing with stuff. We're all dealing with life. We're all dealing with the chaos. I think that's a great word. It feels like chaos, doesn't it? 
There's, there's crazy things happening on the other side of the world that we don't experience firsthand here, but we see the highlights or the lowlights. We, we have our feelings yanked one way and then our feelings yanked another way. And here in this, this passage, we're, 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 we're coming up to uh, how, do we, how do we deal with this as the church? As the body of believers, we've got some disagreements. We've got some things that uh, we, we're, we're starting to get a little divisive. We've got this camp over here. We've got this camp over here. And we kind of have these people in the middle that are like, well, I kind of agree with these guys, but I kind of agree with these guys. But if I say anything, I'm going to get squashed, so I don't want to do that. I'll lose all my followers on the social media or whatever you guys do these days. I'm not on social media very much, so excuse me if I use the wrong lingo. And we, we get lost in this, this, the, the division, the, the little things. And it's not for lack of uh, wanting to do the right thing. Uh, perhaps it's just because we don't really want to talk about it in the first place. And so we have uh, questions come up for our kids and our youth. We have questions come up for ourselves as we are in our adult life, as we are working, and as we are building our businesses, as we are uh, developing our teams, as we are uh, going through life, as family things come up, as we have family functions and all of this. We get lost in uh, these little things, and sometimes these little things become bigger things in our lives, don't they? Perhaps it's because we've chosen to take the, the passive route. Maybe it's because we've chosen to hide from it and hope that it just kind of goes away. Hope that it becomes something that uh, is, is no longer relevant. Uh, maybe it's just a phase. Maybe it's just going to pass. Or maybe the other approach is to get involved is to uh, go after this. Maybe you've been in an experience, maybe you've been hurt by the church before, where a decision was made or something happened that just you just didn't understand. And so you, you left it off to the side, and you, you, you chose to hope that it, it would go away, and it, it didn't, did it? There's a lot of uh, little things that are going to happen. And, and what we see demonstrated here by the early church is, is we see, hey, I don't understand why they're asking us or telling us that we need to be circumcised. That doesn't make sense to me. But then on the other side, uh, we're seeing that this group of people is like, but it's, it's what we've always done. This is how you're supposed to do it. This means that you are uh, part of the, the family of God if you do this thing. And there's, and there's other things going on here, and the church is like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's find a resolution here. Let's face this head on. And let's talk about it. Let's figure this out so that we can move forward together, uh, unified as a body of believers. Because guess what? There's going to be another thing, isn't there? There's going to be another something that wants to uh, cause division, that wants to divide us apart. A couple of years ago, there was, there was a, a thing going around. It was contagious. And the church did what the church did does in, in many regards. It looks at how do we navigate this and do the best to make as many people happy as we can possibly make happy. And we saw division upon division over some, honestly, very important things and some super silly things. There's going to be another thing. 
There's going to be something else. Something else is going to come up. There's going to be a new fad. There's going to be a new trend. There's going to be more that we have to deal with as a church, as a body, as a unified body of believers. We, our task, is to do that together. And so again, I I love in this passage that we see the body of believers, the early church, their focus is forward. They're going, Jesus is the focus. His kingdom, his glory is the focus. And we need to look at our problems with an eternal focus. We need to look at our problems in a way that we're coming through them, solution-seeking for his kingdom's cause, not our own. If you've got a problem or a question that you're wrestling with and you're looking to come out on the other end of it uh, better, smarter, or to prove your point, you may, be, you may be trying to convince yourself of the wrong thing entirely. Instead, we need to return to the, the Word and to utilize uh, the Word in this conversation consistently. I'm reminded of a moment for myself and I, and I share this as often as I can because it was a pivotal moment for me. I was 19 and I was dealing with some questions that I had about Jesus and who he was. About the word of God and whether or not I could trust it. And I had one question in particular that I brought up to a mentor in my life. His name was Aaron. And uh, he, he looked at me and he went, it's uh, a great question, Justin. Fantastic question. Here's what I want you to do. The question comes out of, uh, uh, out of God's word, and so I want you to get into his word, and I want you to study that until you feel like you can't study it anymore. And what this did, this moment, uh, it led me into a journey of going, well, I was looking for an answer. I just wanted you to give me the answer to the test. I just wanted you to tell me. And in this moment, what I walked away with was an encouragement to get into the word. Now, I had a choice, though, didn't I? I could have chosen to take the passive route and go, well, that's a lot of work. That might be kind of uncomfortable. I kind of already like the way that I'm thinking about it. It's going to mean that I can do this, this, and this instead anyway. Or I could do the right thing. I find that answer. And I did, and what that led me on is a journey of finding answers, of falling in love with God's word of Jesus becoming the king of, of my life. And it, I would say it, it's been, I'd love to tell you that it's been easy, uh, a road of absolute uh, uh, ease and butterflies, rainbows, whatever comes to mind, unicorns, whatever we're talking about these days. I wish it had been the cushy, easy road, but it hasn't. And I don't expect it to be. None of us should expect it to be. Again, if our focus is uh, on the eternal, if our focus is forward, then we can, we can press in to the word, we can press in to what God has for us, so that we can then press on, so that we can move forward together as a unified church. Acts 15, verse 22. And it seemed good to the apostles and the elders that the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the, 
or of the Gentiles in Antioch, in Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we, have, we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than the, these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers of many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Father God, would you uh, just take this time, take this, uh, take this time from the time that we got here to the time that we leave as a worship, as a love offering to you. Uh, God, in, in, in this moment, uh, we've got the opportunity to look at your word and to hear from you. As we do day in and day out, God, this is a gift. Uh, may we accept that as a gift today, your word. Uh, God, would you open up our hearts uh, to what you have for us? And, and God, I ask uh, uh, personally, uh, God, I ask that you, uh, you use me in this moment, that you speak through uh, me as, as only you can do. And God, would we uh, find ourselves drawing near to you today as we, uh, as we look at what you have for us, as we break bread and, and share of the cup later. Uh, God, would we find ourselves in communion uh, with you in, in, in our day-to-day -day lives. In your name, amen. So Acts uh, 15, verses 22 through 25 there. Uh, we're, seeing, uh, we're seeing them come out of this, uh, this, this, this confusion, this, uh, this back and forth, right? This letter is now on its way back to uh, where the confusion started, okay? Uh, where there's this, uh, this, this potential uh, disagreement, this potential... Okay. This potential... Uh, uh, a course of conflict that, that could be happening here. Instead, they, they chose to, hey, let's get some input, let's get some feedback here. Uh, it, is, uh, it is in this, uh, this, this kind of curious moment that we have to think for our, ourselves, what, what do I do when, when I have a, an, an experience or, or, or conflict in, in my life, and uh, what, what do I see happening here? Uh, this is an encouraging uh, passage for me, because I uh, I love that the fact that they're addressing they're addressing the, the problem head on, right? There's this confusion, and and uh, they, they call out uh, the, the the apostles here in this letter. Uh, they call out a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, they they point out the fact that it's, hey, there's some of us from among us, or some of you from um, among you who have gone out and caused this confusion, who have caused this this strife, who have caused this. Uh, this chaos within us, because they're saying things that really we didn't ask them to say, but they might be saying that they said that 
we ask them to say it, or maybe they're acting as though they have the authority to say it. And this doesn't happen today at all now, does it? No, it absolutely happens today, especially in the light of uh, access and the internet and, and media. There are many, 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 many people who want to say uh, what they want to say to whether or not it's to build clout or leverage or, or, or their following, whatever it may be. There's all sorts of thinkers. There's all sorts of uh, people who, uh, who, who have the, the degrees or who don't have the degrees and uh, who insist on posting uh, their video and what they think and what they uh, believe about whatever it is they believe about. There's all sorts of ways uh, that we can turn a, a verse or a couple of verses inside out and make them read to say one thing when they really mean something entirely different. Or perhaps to uh, take something out of context so that we can uh, say damage or persuade someone to no longer follow the Jesus of the Bible. Or maybe, uh, maybe God didn't mean that when he said that, although it looks pretty clear that that's exactly what he meant. Maybe he actually meant this instead. These are the, the, the thinkers and the questions and the, 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 the people that sometimes do the thinking for us. And if it sounds good, we might start kind of listening to them more. And so here we, we have an example of, uh, of, of a group of people that said, hey, wait a second. You're saying this, you're saying this. None of this is lining up. Let's go straight to the source and let's figure, out, figure this out. So what do we do today? Well, when we have an issue with uh, a, a scripture or even something that somebody has said or maybe somebody is now choosing a different lifestyle altogether because it's been aggrandized uh, and elevated because it's all about you and your feelings and what feels best to you in the moment because that's what God wants, right? He wants what's best for your feelings. No. No, God created you to be with him. And there's, there's this thing called sin and it separates us from him and it creates that distance, doesn't it? It creates a problem, and so we needed a solution for that problem. And so he, he sent his son to pay the eternal sacrifice, the, the sacrifice that we needed to atone for all of our sins, past, present, and future. But what if I like this sin a lot? Well, then you like that sin. But let's call it what it is. Spade, spade is a spade. Choosing sin because it feels good doesn't make it okay, doesn't make it right. And so we find ourselves turning to the source to twist it out of context and make it make our feelings okay. And so here you do. You have people who are looking for, uh, and, and they dealt with it here as the church is growing, people that are looking to build their following, to build their influence, causing this, this chaos and this confusion. So what do they do? So what do they do? As we move on in, in, in Acts 15, uh, there's the, uh, the 26 and 27 here, uh, and I'm going I'm to read this, this section here because I want us to hear loud and clear uh, what it is that the church is doing as a whole. There's, there's more happening here than just a, a letter getting passed back. So in, uh, and I'm going to back up just to verse 25. It has seemed good to us having come to one accord to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. So Barnabas and Paul already have some edification here. They already have uh, some authority, 
right? They've been teaching, they've been preaching, they've been leading uh, this particular group of believers, and so they, they're known. And so they're the ones who went back to meet with uh, the elders and meet with the apostles and get together and, and wrestle with these things to then return with the answers. And so to return with the answers and to edify them and further lift up the church and further edify the church. Verse 26, Men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same thing by word of mouth. So we, we, we've chosen to send additional men to report that, hey, this conversation really did happen. We really did take these concerns. We really did talk about them. And, and here's the result. Here is what we're thinking. All right? Here's what uh, we have, uh, we, we've prayed about. We've discussed this. This is the answer. This is the, the, the direction uh, that we're headed. And so they send this letter back and they add that, that further edification. It's something that we can do uh, as, as one another in the church is edify one another, is to build one another up, is to strengthen and encourage one another, is to uh, encourage one another to get into the, the Word of God as we're wrestling with life, as we're working through those challenges and the chaos and the questions. In verse 28, uh, For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you, have, if you keep yourselves from these things, you will do well. Farewell. So the letter itself is not very complicated, is it? Uh, there's not a lot of, hey, uh, go to this passage here and read this here, and if you see this here, you're going to see this there, and blah, blah, blah. All of that is good things, and it is important that we help one another as we help those with these questions, as we have our own questions, is to dive into the Word and, and look and, and really eat and breathe that. But here the, the, the answer is, uh, is concise. It is uh, to the point. Uh, it is... Uh, hey, we, we don't need to go uh, and, and cause uh, offense for one another. Last week we talked about no, uh, no needed offense. Uh, and we're going to talk about that again today. But as we look at this, uh, this edification process of the brothers, of, uh, of the believers, uh, we... We see something uh, stick out here that uh, that is going to be emphasized um, as you uh, as you look at Paul's writings uh, later, right? At this point in time, uh, Paul is uh, as is and has been writing. Uh, they've been writing letters now, but we're going to see Paul's ministry change drastically as to where uh, he gets jailed and, and and again and again, and he writes and and he writes his content. And we have that preserved here in the Word, in his letters. The holy inspired Word of God, using Paul to pen some of these things. And something that stuck out to me uh, for, uh, for perhaps the first time, and, and it hadn't really stuck out, is that Paul teaches, uh, in, in his letters, he teaches us how to think. He teaches the church uh, how to think, not necessarily what to think. 
And that, that was uh, kind of highlighted by a uh, commentary by Tom Wright that um, was, was working through as preparing for this message. But there's this, there's, this, there's this ability to teach somebody how to think or to, for yourself, work on thinking about how to think as opposed to just looking for what to think. And as we think about the, the things that obviously we're dealing with here, uh, but that we deal with uh, in our day-to-day life, there's a lot of people out there that want to tell you what to think. There's a lot of uh, people out there that would love just to tell you what to think, so you could just go on and do that. And yet Paul's encouragement is to uh, build up the, the church in a way that we are learning and developing how to think. How do we think about the Word? How do we think about God? And so uh, what that allows us to do is to uh, actually uh, uh, draw nearer to him in relationship. Uh, by, by him, I mean the author of his own word, God, uh, and one another as we develop relationship as the church. But if we spend a whole lot of time uh, just consuming and just listening to how to think and just listening to uh, directions from the world, then we end up confused. We end up looking for Answers that uh, make us feel the best, that uh, appease what we're looking for, as opposed to us looking for the truth and thinking about the uh, eternally forward, thinking about the, the kingdom come, thinking about the things that we should be focused on. So to uh, reiterate uh, what was brought up uh, last week, this idea of no needless offense. In uh, 28-29, uh, as, that, um, uh, as they're reading the, the answer to the letter, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no reason to get caught up in the needless offenses of our conversations, of our disagreements, but let's work through them together. Let's be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. Let's be willing to uh, look at the issue itself and let's see what God says about it. Let's get into uh, the Word as, as we wrestle with it. The, uh, the only way that uh, we can uh, truly uh, press on as a church, as a unified body, is if we're willing to peel back the, uh, the pride that we may have, the desire to be right about something, and to look to uh, the one who is right about it, is to look to uh, the word together and to be that unified body, working through these together. As I was uh, studying this passage, I was drawn to uh, Galatians, and I'm going to turn here, uh, Galatians uh, chapter 5, uh, verse, uh, uh, verse 13 through 15. This idea of being uh, free to, to serve. Um, verse 13, chapter 5 in Galatians. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. There's this, uh, there's this idea that uh, if, we, if, if we love somebody, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of let it be, right? Uh, we'll just, we'll just kind of we'll let it go. 
And I'm not sure that that's the, uh, the most loving way to go about conflict and the most loving way to go about problems. It might be the easiest. It might be the most comfortable. It might, be, uh, it might even be the, 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 most, uh, uh, the most attractive in that moment. But if we truly love our brothers and sisters, if we truly love uh, those in our life, then we're probably going to be thinking eternally about their life as well, right? Uh, campaigning for and working for and working through our issues together uh, as a body. And in verse 15 there, uh, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. There's, there, there's an issue with us as, as, as people, and again, it's called sin. Uh, we live in a fallen world. It's not complicated. It's actually quite simple. It's actually quite simple, but uh, our, our issue is that we are sinners, is it not? And that we're all different, and we all have different opinions and feelings and different ways about, uh, of going about things. And yet, God calls us to Him. What is, our common, what is our common characteristic together as, as, as part of the church? Well, it's, it's our foundation. It's Him. It's His Word. It's these things that do draw us together, that do bring us together, that should be our filter for working through the things that are separating us, the things that are uh, driving that wedge between us. Because uh, we are called to freedom. That's verse 13 there. We're called to freedom. If we're flipping back into Acts and, and, and 15 in this letter and these, these issues that are, that are holding the believers back, these, these things that are holding the, the unity of the church back, the encouragement is to, to remember we're, we're called to freedom. We're called to freedom. We're free in Christ. We're free in Christ to, uh, to grow to, together, to, uh, to utilize uh, uh, the, 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 the love of Christ, to work through these things together. The law is fulfilled in one word, love your neighbor. Let's not confuse uh, loving one another with tolerating one another. Let's make sure that we're not a church who uh, tolerates who tolerates the, the, the sin as opposed to the sinner. Again, uh, I'm, I'm in that same camp. So are you. We're all sinners. And there's a big difference between tolerating the sinner versus the sin. There's a big difference there. There's a big difference. So where do, we, where do we go from here? Where do we go? In Acts 15, uh, verses uh, 30 through 35 to the end, uh, there is, there's an emphasis on uh, one, a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, they're excited. What are they excited about? They're excited that they've met, that they've come to a resolution, that they've talked about it, and now they're going to do what? They're going to move on. They're going to move on to together. Uh, there is strengthening and encouraging happening here. Uh, if you were here a few weeks ago, uh, I, I emphasized those words a number of times. 
so verse 32, And Judas and Silas, who themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. Uh, just before that, uh, in, in verse 31, And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And I asked some questions when I was here last. You know, when you come to church, do you leave feeling strengthened and encouraged? Have you strengthened and encouraged somebody since you've been here? Are you looking to and, and, and depending upon the worship set that day, or perhaps uh, communion, or perhaps uh, the, the message, whoever may be preaching that day? Are you leaning on those things to be strengthened and encouraged? Or are you, are you here together to strengthen and encourage one another? When we come together, are we here to worship? Are we here to praise? Are we here to lift up His name? Are we here to uh, plug in and forget about the world for an hour and a half and then go back to uh, life as, as it is? Is this your escape? Okay. Okay. Or is this the, the place where you, you come to, to worship the, the living God, the King of the world, the King of kings. We have the ability to, to, to press in here, to press into the uncomfortable conversations, we, to press into the, the difficult aspects of, uh, of life together. To this is a place where uh, it, can be, it, it can be home for, for you, your temporary home, absolutely. Because our, our home is in heaven eternally, walking those streets, as we sang about earlier. With our kings side by side, abiding in and enjoying his presence. And yet we're invited to do that here. We're invited to be a part of this family here, in this time, in this moment. There's a goal that we have. There's a goal in uh, and it's described in, in Philippians 3, uh, verse 12 through uh, 20. Not that I have already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have ever made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame. With minds set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to jump ahead to chapter 4, verses 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. 
This is, uh, this is an, an emphasis on, on Paul helping us to, to, to think about how we should think and to learn how to think as opposed to what to think. Uh, we as the church, we get to uh, work through and we get to wrestle with and we get to be the light to our community that we need to be in times of absolute darkness and chaos and confusion. Where should the world be able to look if not to the church? The body of believers who, who believe in the God of the universe who who sent his son for us, who has the whole world in his hands, who knows uh, the, the hairs on your head, who knew your name when you were yet in the womb. This is the God of the universe who brought all of this into existence. Where should the world be able to look if not right here? Where should Issaquah be able to look if not right here? We are that body. We are. We are the body called into a, a purpose for, for his kingdom's cause. That is a beautiful mission. If you have time, make time to go read Matthew 28. And pay attention to those last few verses there. Turn again uh, to, to Acts chapter 1. Pay attention to this great commission that we're called to, this mission that we have each and every single day. Let that inform your perspective for why you come to gather on a Sunday morning. Why you show up here. Why you get in your car and you drive here. Why you feel a little bit tired. Why it would be nice to have two Saturdays and not have to get up and do something on a Sunday. When you come together and you come and you, and, and you get to sing and to praise and to lift up the name of the God of the universe who breathes into life. When we break bread together, when we take communion together, as we're going to do in a few minutes here, let's remember uh, who it is. Who it is that we're honoring in that moment and what he has done for us. Because the reality is this. This life is temporary. This life is temporary and you can choose to live it one of two ways. You can live it with an eternal perspective, pressing in and pressing on. Living a life seeking his heart above your own. Or you can live it for yourself. You can live it for yourself, concerned of the things of the world, distracted by the things of the world, you can live it for yourself, and you can teach that and pass that on to your kids, too. You can teach that and pass that on to your neighbors. Everybody, everybody has the ability to live out their testimony, to, to live out their life for Him. And it's our essence. It's the way that we live that is often the thing that is caught that opens up those conversations, that opens up those doors to relationship, to communion with one another. It's your neighbor going, I don't know what it is, but the whole world is falling apart and you seem like you have it all together. And you going, <laughs> no, I don't have it together. But I know who does. And it's because of that hope that I have in him that I... I'm, I'm excited for Sunday morning to get here because I've been waiting all week to get together with my brothers and sisters 
to lean on one another, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, to cry out to our Heavenly Father, to lift up His name in praise. Because from the time that I left my family of believers, I just wanted to be back with them. Worshiping and praising the God of the universe, because guess what? That's what I get to do in eternity. That's what I get to do. How about you? Where's the road that you're on leading? You want to know why I have hope? How long do you have? Because I'll, sh- I'll share that hope with you. You know why I have, I have hope? Because I, I, I know. Because I know. Because I know Jesus. And I want you to know him too. Father, would you uh, take, take what was said today, do with it what you will. Uh, God, as we uh, turn our attention to celebrating uh, communion with you, to remembering uh, the, 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 the sacrifice of you sending your son, your one and only son, to, to pay for us. So that we could uh, one day, whenever that day is for us, uh, spend uh, e- eternity with you, the God of the universe. Why? We know we don't deserve that. God, we know that we've sinned and we've fallen short of your glory. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us uh, a, a, a picture, uh, uh, a description, uh, uh, an ability to look and to see uh, your, your church forming and becoming uh, what it is. And may we, uh, may we think about these things in the church that we want to be, uh, the, the body of believers that we want to be, God, looking forward, pressing in and pressing on, uh, lifting your name, Father, not our own. In your name we pray, amen.